Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go on a Monday, November the 4th, 2019, as we uh, look to put it all together here after a crazy weekend in the world of sports. Week 9 in the NFL season. We'll come to a close tonight. Uh, in New Jersey there as MetLife Stadium will host the Cowboys and the Giants in a NFC East rivalry matchup. But plenty happened uh, yesterday in the NFL. Uh, we'll talk about that. Of course, keep in mind, too, uh, we have a week 11 in the college football season that will be uh, epic. Actually, this could be better than any national championship game we might see as Alabama and LSU getting ready to do battle as is Penn State and Minnesota, Big Ten undefeated, four undefeated teams exactly in those two matchups. First time that's happened, well, ever, actually, in college football to have four 8-0 teams getting ready to face each other off. Week 11, it's going to prove to be huge, not to mention college basketball starts tomorrow. That's right, the CBB is back. So hold on. If you haven't been uh, if you have you've been waiting for basketball to kick off or if you're like, you know what? I've been kind of holding off, not really diving into uh, a whole lot. It's about to get crazy. NHL, NBA, college basketball, college football. And of course, the NFL all in action beginning this week. The craziness now begins. But we've got to try to figure out how we're going to move on here halfway through the season, nine weeks in a book in the NFL, eight more to go. And what have we learned in the NFL? Well, we'll start last night with the Sunday night football game, a game that was the biggest handled betting game of the NFL season. More money, more bets came in on the New England Patriots and the Baltimore Ravens than any other single game this year thus far. And it delivered, sort of, I think, uh, when we're looking at a road favorite of the New England Patriots, lane three, heading to Baltimore, taking on Lamar and company, coming off a bye. And what do we wake up this morning realizing, well, New England got boat raced by 17 points in that game, but... We also know that whatever it was that ailed New England last night, which was a number of different things, I wouldn't exactly stick a fork in them just yet. And Baltimore, I don't necessarily wouldn't crown them the AFC champion just yet. But if Lamar Jackson is not in the discussion for MVP, he needs to be, Dane, because there is no denying uh, this kid is a game changer. And much like we've talked about Russell Wilson and, of course, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson, people ought to start talking about him a little bit more because he's the real deal. Yeah, good morning, Joe. Good morning, Degenerates here on Make It Rain. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. That's exactly what I checked this morning, Joe. I checked the NFL MVP odds. And uh, Lamar Jackson 
is now the co-favorite for the NFL MVP with another person I have been talking about all season long, that being Russell Wilson, who once again, Joe, made plays yesterday as well. Just to finish it up, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson are at 5-1. to one. And then there's a big old gap when you have uh, the next two, which are Patrick Mahomes and Christian McCaffrey, but they're at 12 and 14 to one, respectively. Going into this game, Joe, I wanted to see would the Patriots effectively be able to make Lamar Jackson and the Ravens play one handed? Well, guess what? They did play one-handed. Their hand is their running game, and they didn't give a damn that New England was on the other side. They have three, two tight ends and a, and a running back in the backfield. They're literally reading linemen and middle linebackers, not on the edge like, a, like an RPO, you know, or the zone read. They're literally doing it in the trenches. Like on inside runs, they're reading the defensive linemen, which is absolutely ridiculous. And then it doesn't matter if it's Mark Ingram, if it's Gus Edwards, or if it's Lamar Jackson. Joe, I agree with you. Let's not crown anybody, right? But all these teams are trying to beat New England, which spread offenses and then putting up video game numbers. And I've said there's a few teams that are saying, hey, let's do it the other way. Whether it's Dallas with the run game, Seattle with the run game, or these Baltimore Ravens, this is the other way to do it. And uh, I think I think they made a statement last night that this way of playing is going to work for them. And Lamar is developing just fine. Yeah, it, very telling last night. It's very also very strange game from the standpoint, very uncharacteristic of a New England Patriots filled with penalties, penalties on their part, filled with turnovers on their part, things that they that have always made them heads and tails, those little things above everybody else. Uh, that wasn't what they played last night. They they turned the ball over far too many times. Stupid penalties that just did it just very un-Bill Belichick and New England Patriots like, but Listen, one game, they weren't going to go undefeated. Nobody's going to go undefeated, including the San Francisco 49ers, although they remain the only undefeated team now in the NFL after that. And one of the biggest moments on that sideline last night, I thought was really telling, was when they raced out to a 17-0 lead there in the first half, and it and it happened at the blink of an eye. Yeah, it was. They panned over to the New England sideline, and for the first time all year, and I haven't seen this in a long time, mm-hmm. Belichick was holding the defensive meeting on that sideline. And I have not seen that in a long time with New England. When Belichick grabs the old chalkboard over there, the tablet, and, start, and, and the defense is huddled around Belichick, then you know... Uh, there's something going on that uh, that is above the pay grade of the defensive coordinator and Belichick. And listen, to his credit, after they jumped out to that lead, uh, they did. They they were and you almost felt even going into halftime, there were opportunities for New England to tie that game going into half. So, you know, never quit. Baltimore did something that many teams have not figured out over the years, Dane. It's when you have New England down, you better step on them and finish them because they will come back to get you. Yeah, I mean, that is the truth, but I don't know that they did that, Joe. In the second quarter, when it was 17-0, they could have done it. That's when they muffed a punt to give New England a chance. That's when they turned the ball over again to give New England a chance in that second quarter. Remember, if they don't muff that punt on the 10-yard line, like when they're up, 17 nothing. This boat races even more. But you're right. It was interesting to see Belichick grab the reins because, listen, 
Baltimore Pro asks different questions of your defense than any other team the Patriots have seen or will see. But what's interesting is now they got some tape on it. I wonder what would happen second time around seeing this team. Week 9 coming to a close. Two nights, we'll go around the NFL. Yesterday's headlines coming up next here as we look at Make It Rain, sportsgrid.com. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. The road teams have dominated all season long in the NFL. In fact, I mean, heck, going at 71 and 44 against the number, close to 62% in the first eight weeks of the NFL season. Kind of unprecedented. And, of course, anytime you start getting into that uh, 62% range in the NFL, you know regression will soon follow. And it followed big time on Sunday as the home teams – Yeah, they won in a big way. In fact, they swept the board uh, with a perfect 11-0 against the number and and straight up, too, uh, in fact, uh, as home teams said, whoa, 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 I I get the whole road team thing. I get it. But, yeah, no, not not week nine. Sooner or later, there was going to be a little uh, regression back towards the middle. And you got it yesterday, guys, as uh, an 11-0 against the number, 11-0 straight up. Home teams wore the story yesterday in the NFL. And how will that fare for the New York Giants tonight as they will be home taking on the Dallas Cowboys in what is going to be a pretty damn big, important game for the NFC East, seeing how Philadelphia has figured out how to put a couple of wins together now, and they look to be getting a little healthier and back on track. But what a huge day for the home teams. Uh, Dogs, however, and favorites, they split the 12 games there. Six and six against the number there. And, of course, the Patriots last night, uh, their first loss of the season. But, it, you know, the Dolphins got their first win of the season, which means that we have one team left with a zero attached to their record. And that team is the San Francisco 49ers. Now, how well, we much longer? we got to win this team still. The uh, Bengals oh, that's still. right. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Bengals are still winning. They didn't lose because they had a bye. Right, they had <laughs> but, a bye. You know, they still got a zero out there also. They won, really, because the fact is sure. they didn't have to play. So that's actually that's pretty right. good. But the uh, the 49ers are going to be your, uh, at this point, going to be a lot of people taking every shot they can at them because nobody wants – Nobody wants an undefeated team in the NFL, certainly not uh, in Miami from the 72 mm-hmm. Dolphins. They want you to lose, but I don't know if that's going to happen anytime uh, soon with them. But there are going to be some very interesting matchups coming up next week now as we're past the halfway point. You got eight weeks yeah. left in the season here in the NFL. And I think uh, at this point, we've got a pretty good idea of what teams 
persona is, what they stand for, who they are at this point through nine weeks of the season. And, you know, we'll start with some of the positives. Number one, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, and you mentioned Russell Wilson, a guy that Dane has been um, from the very beginning, loved Russell Wilson as an MVP candidate. Yeah, it's amazing to me, too, how much uh, little respect this guy still gets. Uh, I will uh, I will let folks know that yesterday that was one of the strangest lines I had seen in a long, long time, because all week the I thought for sure when that opened up at about five and a half, six, I'm like, this is going to get the seven, seven and a half. You know, Seattle is going to be the favorite at home against Tampa. But I was I was wrong. I could not believe how much money uh, from professional betters was coming towards Bruce Arians and Jameis Winston basically fading Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson at home with the 12th man. And of course, that proved to be uh, very costly for those that back Tampa Bay. Why? Well, not because so much of Jameis, but simply because Russell Wilson is better than everybody else on the field. And he showed it again yesterday, even going into overtime, despite the kicking woes, Russell Wilson said, give me the damn ball. Uh, This game is not going any further than it needs to be. And uh, he was five touchdowns, man. Bruce Arians has never given up five touchdowns as a head coach in his career. But Russell Wilson, that he is he is having if it's even possible, we're talking about a dude with some rings here. It's one of the best seasons I've ever seen. He's really starting to. He's starting to come into his own, Russell Wilson, and the best is probably yet to come. Yeah, you know what, Joe? I I agree with everything you said, except the word he's starting to come into his own. Like, he's been there for a while, in my opinion, Joe, and it's just like that people either – They don't give him the full respect that he deserves or that they're tucked in the Pacific Northwest so you don't see it all the time. Or, Joe, what I think is really the case is that the public still believes Seattle is a defensive team, you know, and still thinks when they hear Seattle, still hears like, oh, the vaunted defense, Legion of Boom. Well, they ain't there anymore. And so you're right on this, Joe, that like, you know, this is a guy that does have rings already, but that happened when that team was led by a defense. Now, this team is led by, in my opinion, the most valuable player in the NFL, and that's Russell Wilson, and he does it again, 29 for 43, 378 yards, five touchdowns, and no interceptions, Joe. And literally, when we were talking about this game, whether it was last week or yesterday morning, we were saying that, you know, this could go back and forth, but when it comes down to it, do we trust Jameis to make a play? We said he'd make a mistake. Now, he did have one fumble. I think he played a relatively good game. I'm not going to bang on Jameis, but Russell. Wilson continues to make plays. He'll scramble and then drill Tyler Lockett for 40 yards. He'll do exactly what he needs to do. Knows when he needs to scramble. Knows when to get down. I really can't say it any better. He is an artist out there, Joe. And in my opinion, the Seahawks are live because they have an identity. They have something you can trust. And it's Russell Wilson making plays whenever this team needs. Who is stopping him right now? Because it's not not only his athleticism and his skills, but what's between the ears that makes him so great, Joe. 
Well, for the first time, too, he's actually got a uh, offensive line that can protect him. He's got some uh, very underrated weapons. And he's getting Josh the, Gordon also. Well, he, that's the other thing is that uh, by the time the waiver wire hit on uh, on Friday, we were wondering where Josh Gordon was going to land. And the answer was uh, Seattle. And uh, But the real story there is the amount of people that had a shot at getting him way before Seattle came up mm-hmm. there. But Seattle was the team that um, that grabbed him, and uh, I didn't realize, but apparently there is a uh, significant relationship between him and Russell Wilson there. And I think Russell Wilson walked into the front office and said, we need to pick him up. If he comes there, I, you know, let's grab him. So we were worried about him landing in a place that maybe uh, not the most stable of organizations that could be really bad for his uh, well-being, but... Uh, I think having Russell Wilson sign off on it and uh, Russell Wilson, I'm sure, making the promise to uh, help uh, Josh Gordon and, and and be there for him. I don't think he's there if Russell Wilson right. doesn't sign off on it. So from a well, he's not in New England if Tom Brady didn't sign off on it. You know what I mean? But and to my point, that's who Russell Wilson is, Joe. You know what well, I mean? Like he's yeah, at Russell a Tom Wilson's Brady not doing level that of if Russell Wilson doesn't have a relationship with right. him, which I don't think people understood prior to the waiver wire coming around is that he's actually really tight with Josh Gordon, which is why he vouched for him. I don't see Russell Wilson or anybody else vouching for Josh Gordon from what they've read in the paper. Uh, You got to have a relationship and you got to be willing. He's not, he's not your average Joe off the street. Like there comes a set of drama and circumstances with Josh Gordon, which quite honestly, 20 other teams were like, no, thanks. We, we got enough of our own issues. I don't care how talented it is. Seattle, Seattle has does, a locker room though. that may be able to, to wrap yeah, their arms around point. it, absorb yeah. it, kind of. Yeah, well, Russell Wilson can absorb yeah. it because he's your franchise. Like, you can't – the thing you got to worry about in week nine is bringing in a guy in that's going to disrupt the locker room. Right. Um, but that's not the case here. I think that it works out both for them and for – uh, both for uh, Josh Gordon, too. I think he's landed in a place that it'll actually work out good. Now, whether he can contribute, I hope he can contribute, but I don't know how bad this knee is, and I'm still shocked 20 teams passed him until Seattle had a shot. I mean, Seattle was the number 24th or 25th uh, on the list. It made no sense. I'm like, why? There were a lot of teams that could have used the talent like Josh Gordon, but Seattle was willing to take the flyer on him. I hope it works out for both of them. Listen, and it's a lower-risk proposition for them. They have pocket. They have Metcalf. If it doesn't work, peace. See you later. So it. Yeah, so be it. Yep, so be it. But, uh, and he's got no, there's no money. There's not a lot of money attached to it. So it's a a win-win. But 20 other teams. Damn, dude. Like nobody else could use him? Ridiculous. All right, more from the NFL coming up next. SportsGrid.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Time to get in the game. Uh, tonight would be good. DraftKings Sportsbook is where you can open up an account because listeners of this show right now, you can get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. And here's how it works. You simply create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. You make a deposit, and then you place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it 
with a 50% bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, the offer is eligible for all users, plus new users. You guys get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks if you go to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details as we continue to move along from yesterday's nfl results we will uh just take a a quick note to let you know that congratulations uh florida state finally got their head out of their ass and uh after getting boat raced by miami they finally decided that willie taggart should no longer be the head coach of florida states which is extremely odd given the fact that he had one of the highest buyouts on record in the history of coaching buyouts. He was given a $17 million buyout, and they wouldn't even let him finish the season. That'll tell you how bad things were going in Florida State, wow. where they are not even going to allow him to earn part of that $17 million. They <laughs> threw his ass out uh, on Sunday, and don't look now. But, ladies and gentlemen, new head coach, Florida State Seminoles, please welcome in Lane Kiffin. Lane Woo! Kiffin, please come to the podium. Yeah, that's it, because there's nobody else. I don't know who else. There's no – Urban Meyer ain't going to Florida State, people. And the shocking thing to me is if you're going to make that decision here in week 10 of the college football season, you better have some sort of replacement right. up and ready. You, you know, you've got to have somebody in mind. Urban, right. and of course, I love how the rumors came out. Well, Urban's at the top of their list. No, and Bob Stoops is also at the top of their list. Like, I, I get it, guys, but sure. yeah, Stoops is Stoops doesn't even have to. He's getting a paycheck in the XFL. He don't even have to show up to practice. Like, I, right. he does not want to go recruit at Florida. That's the reason he left Oklahoma was because he wanted to spend more time with his family. And Urban's in L.A. for a reason with Fox Sports Studio, guys. He, he ain't there because he loves TV. He's there because he got a little bit closer to probably the next place he's going to be coaching, which is. And don't forget, Urban's very familiar with the Pac-12, guys. He came from Utah. So before Utah. he went to Florida. So this is it all. The stars are lining up, especially the way uh, USC got boat raced uh, over the weekend by Oregon. But uh, congratulations. They finally got rid of. And Willie's a nice guy. Just some people are just not equipped to be head coaches. Take Cleveland, for instance. Now, the Cleveland Browns yesterday go into Denver, and, man, this was supposed to be the beginning of of a stretch run here where the toughest part of their schedule was out of the way. We got two wins here. We're still in the race in the north. We're good to go. Denver, they're starting a dude that hasn't played in 42 months. Uh, he's never taken a snap in the NFL, coming out of Arkansas. Wasn't that great when he was there? So this was going to be easy, right? Yeah, no, not not right. Uh, congratulations to Vic Fangio, Von Miller and company. They managed to do what other teams, and we would always take in bets as far as what week would it be before mm. the uh, proverbial crap hit the fan and when things would start to unravel. And they were held together by a stitch heading into this game. A win, a win would be good for everybody in Cleveland. But the unthinkable, a loss, then there was, you got to caution people, like caution tape, everything, because you don't know what the hell's going to happen. 
Well, we saw what happened. Um, They could not score in the red zone once again. Baker Mayfield is another one of these second-year quarterbacks that is regressing. Uh, Freddie Kitchens is obviously in over his head. And I don't blame Freddie Kitchens, by the way. This is not his fault. Nobody ever prepared this guy to be a head coach. He was an assistant's assistant, and you threw him in, Dorsey, into a situation where one of the most hyped teams with some of the biggest personalities, and you thought this guy was somehow just going... He didn't have a chance to learn from anybody. He was just handed the job, and this is what you get. But maybe the biggest story for the Cleveland Browns, we're talking about Baker Mayfield's decision to shave three times. And, oh, yeah, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. just could not help themselves. They were told they'd not, they would not be allowed to play the second half if they didn't change their cleats. So we're talking about cleats. We're talking about shaving. Oh, yeah. And there was another player that decided uh, to threaten a member of the media that he was going to kill him. And uh, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. So that was that. I didn't catch that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's great. Check out Whitfield, would you please? Yeah. Check that out. Dan. you're going to love this. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. The Cleveland Browns had to actually last night release a statement. They made him shut his account down on Twitter. Because he told it that, quote, I'm going to kill you, B, that's on blood. And, of course, he was he was the guy that got ran over by Noah Fant on that 75-yard <laughs> touchdown. He had actually been getting burned all damn game. But he didn't like the abuse, I guess, or the criticism he was getting on uh, Twitter. So he threatened to kill and shoot a member of the media. So, of course, the Browns are like, whoa, um, he doesn't speak for us, uh, that uh, we will handle this internally. So I think it's official, guys. The the dumpster fire that is the Cleveland Browns, it is official. You've got Odell Beckham Jr. being heard on the sideline going, I can't get the ball thrown my way to save my life. Uh, You've got uh, people wearing cleats they shouldn't be wearing. And and he keeps trying to shave to find the right facial hair, I guess, that's going to help him throw a touchdown pass in the red zone. And it's it's already here we are week nine, Dane. And we thought they'd have the second half of the schedule would be favorable. They'd still have a shot at this. They They don't. This is beyond repair right now. What's happening in Cleveland? Yeah, Joe. I mean, you know, we talked about this, right? We said that when it starts to unravel. What you need, right, is what you hear out of Philadelphia, what you hear. I'm going to say another team, what you hear out of the Chargers, to be quite honest, what you hear out of, you know, other professional damn teams. The Minnesota Vikings just lost, but you don't hear any more Stefan Diggs talking smack, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea that after Joe, they lost to a quarterback making his NFL debut yesterday. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) like and after that, Uh right, for the for the for the headlines to be the cleats that the wide receiver was wearing, the the attachment to use on the shaver for Baker Mayfield. And I'm seeing it right now. Jermaine Whitehead, this idea of killing several fans and a reporter is ridiculous. Okay, like no wonder for the second week in a row, hashtag Fire Freddy is uh, trending on Twitter. And here's the thing. I was talking about how the second half of the schedule opens up. But guess what now, Joe? Whatever those teams are in the second half, when they see Cleveland on their schedule, they're like, oh, it's opening up for us. Yep. And the truth is, 
listen, they've got all the talent in the world. This was never a project. I always thought they were probably a year away anyway from being really coming into their own. But because of all the expectations and because you brought in a guy, you hired a guy that had zero head coaching. You know, these are all it's one thing if you want to give Freddie Kitchens a chance and nobody expects you to win more than two games. You can kind of, you know, the trials and tribulations, you can kind of work with him and you can under he's learning as he goes. But you you put him in a spot to me, Dane, to fail because all eyes are on Cleveland. You got a quarterback who won't shut up. You were going to win the Super Bowl. Like all of these things and expectations on a guy that's never had even a mentor from a head coaching perspective to help him along the way. You basically thrust this guy in so John Dorsey could run the team. And that's really what that move was all about. And I, it's backfiring on in every direction. So now what are you going to do? You're going to fire Freddie Kitchens, and who's going to want the the damage again? I don't know that you can unring this bell in Cleveland anytime soon. I think that's fair, but but Joe, remember we're a year or two removed from them being 0 and 16. You know what I mean? Right, but they were 0 and 16 with no expectations and no talent. Right. No, they no, had I understand. No I understand the expectations were there. Yes, absolutely, yeah. and that changes and the, the dynamic. Wasn't there yeah. either though? Right, and that's why I'm saying – so my point is, though, that I do believe that when they fire Freddie Kitchens, and I do believe that will be on Black Monday, um, I do think there'll still be people who want this job, though, Joe, because the I do believe there is talent there. You get an adult in the room, and you give it a year or two, and I think they'd be okay. But to me, this stuff, Joe – you know, when you talk about the expectations that raised, you know, they brought some of that on themselves, Joe. Yes, a lot of this was little hype and buzz when they got Odell in March and April. I give you that. But then they brought some of this on themselves. They were the one doing GQ interviews. They were the ones, you know, putting on these cleats. They were the ones talking about other quarterbacks. They were the ones saying, like, if anybody leaks in this organization, will fire them so what i want to know is hey freddie kitchens and john dorsey you just said if leaks will be fired um is jermaine whitehead getting cut today yeah Uh, no it's not by the way uh it'll be handled internally like how can you do that how can you allow a guy to go on social media in the nfl and threaten to kill fans and, and a reporter and just be like oh guys it's it's unfortunate but you know, we're going to go ahead and handle this. Inter- like, what are you going to do internally? Like, his, if I'm Roger Goodell right now, you just had one of your players go out there and threaten to kill somebody publicly on social media. Like, you know, <laughs> heaven forbid something is to happen, whether it's his fault or it's not now. What kind of look is that to the NFL? Like, how do you not suspend his ass? How does he, isn't it conduct detrimental, right, to the league? Isn't that the whole, you know, the whole uh, the whole situation where you're not supposed to, you're not allowed to make the, the league look bad? Yeah, yep. congratulations. The league looks awful right now. Thanks, Cleveland Browns. All right, the biggest dumpster fire, the Jets, next. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount.
Don't you know I'm loco? Yeah. So is Jermaine Whitehead, man. I work. Guy going all gangsta on Twitter there, threatening to kill fans and a reporter, and yet the Browns, the most they can do is say, hey, guys, we're sorry. Uh, he doesn't speak for us, but we'll we'll take care of him behind closed doors. All right, let me see what Roger Goodell does here. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. Rule one, uh, number one, by the way, in the NFL and every locker room should be, you are not allowed to post on Twitter until 24 hours after the loss. Uh, because nothing good happens when you start firing off. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm a kill you. It, when anything that starts with that on a post, yep, you, uh, you need to rethink and reevaluate oh, what's going sad. on there, guys. Unbelievable. Uh, all right, so in the NFL, obviously Cleveland is unraveling, and uh, that was to be expected. Uh, but again, the team that uh, is just, and and it's very hard to do in this NFL season where we've got a handful of teams that quite honestly are already playing to the future. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati being one of them coming off. A, they have a bye this week or they had a bye this week. They're winless. You have the Washington Redskins who have fired their coach midseason, have already made the switch to a rookie quarterback who is clearly not ready to play yet, but it's the right move at this particular point. Uh, so nobody's going to fault them with that. And then you got a team that under no circumstances has made and has made it known uh, that they have no intentions of winning games. Uh, why? Because their entire team is filled with a bunch of practice players. And anybody that was including the young that had talent, guys like Drake and Minka Fitz, anybody that had any sort of talent on the team was traded away. And we were given this idea or we were told that, no, 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 we're not tanking. We're just uh, we're trying to we're setting ourselves up for the future. You can call it what you want. Uh, the Miami Dolphins had no intentions of winning games and screwing with their ability to be able to go get a top draft pick. Enter the New York Jets and the New York Jets, however, are the complete opposite. They spent one hundred and ninety million dollars in free agent money in the offseason to improve their team. They uh, they too fired a head coach. They brought in a quarterback whisperer. At least that's what we were told, right, Adam Gase? We were told that he was going to sit there and be the guy to bring Sam Donald along in this uh, NFL career of his. And what we have gotten culminated into a one and six team taking on a zero and six team yesterday. And what we left with was both teams with one win which means that the New York Jets have done something very few other teams uh, could, would want to do, or even be associated with, and that is lose to a historically bad franchise who is trying to lose games, and yet somehow the Jets played a game where they got worse as the game went on. The Dolphins now screwed their chances of getting the home pick, so congratulations, Uh, but also, congratulations to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Three touchdown passes, single-handedly, you know, put the team on his back and said, follow me, guys. We're going to go ahead and win this game. And they did. And they celebrated like it was a Super Bowl win yesterday. And that shows you where the bar is set in Miami, that the champagne was flowing yesterday after this win against the Jets. The Jets, yeah, on the other hand. it also shows you their effort, Joe. Like, yeah, no, no, it, no, it does. It it does. And and that's my point, that you have a team that is celebrating the, just a win on the yeah. season is cause for celebration, while in the other locker room, 
Um, you have a team that has obviously quit on their coach. The franchise quarterback is getting at a ridiculous pace. He's getting yeah. worse at every yeah. game. It's it's borderline to the point now where the worst fears could come true. Yep. You're going to lose him above the shoulders, and then he's useless to you or to anybody else, and then you've wasted, you've just set the franchise yep. back another 10 years trying to find yourself a franchise quarterback again. Um, and that's really what you've got. The New York Jets somehow in a year where teams are tanking and not hiding from it, who are purposely trying not to win. The New York Jets were trying to win and still couldn't win. The team has quit. And now Adam Gase doesn't think it's the most embarrassing thing that ever happened. Right. I give up. Like, I give up. I'm the, Christopher Johnson, you hired him. You got to clean it up. If he's still the coach this time next year, Dane, the Jets deserve everything they have coming to them. Yeah, I agree with you. Listen, as of right now, the Miami Dolphins have the third overall yes, pick in the exactly. draft. Since he is one and the Jets are two. Oh, and yep. by the way, the Jets play the Bengals later on this season. Okay. Um, so we'll see about that. But Joe, I, I you know, even if you asked me a week ago, I was on some, oh, but the schedule opens up. They're going to wind up winning five games, and they're going to get a stay of execution. It was funny when it was mono, right? It was like, oh, ha, 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 this is a blip on what I think is the radar because I still think Sam Darnold is my quarterback for the next 10 to 12 years. So the fact that he misses four games with mono in his second year is nothing but a blip on the radar. Oh, ESPN audio catches him saying that he sees ghost. Okay, that's a little bit of a thing, but that's okay. The schedules opens up. He'll have some positive proof points and we'll be okay. I am now on a different narrative, Joe. I agree with you. There is great risk that we ruin Sam Darnold's trajectory. Mm. I still believe Sam Darnold could be a franchise quarterback. I fear that the damage that has been done in the last three months and what is still yet to happen in the next two months may completely kill this kid's chances. And that would be a damn shame because, Joe, you and I both said the only thing that matters. People were, oh, they might contend, blah, blah, blah. No, the only thing that mattered this season was that development for Darnold continues and much like Baker Mayfield he is regressing by the quarter Joe and that's the problem he's got no offensive line to protect him he's got nobody that is passionate and cares anymore I'll give you Lev Bell is doing everything he possibly can right but they need to they need to either put the kid back in bubble wrap or they need to make the move and actually fire Gaze now. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, you just mentioned it. Maybe there's an opening in Florida State for Gaze. Yeah. I, I, even they wouldn't want him. That's how bad it is. And and I think there was a. But he doesn't care. Thought... It's nothing to be embarrassed about. There's no, chance no. of fire Gaze on the road and he's just yep. walking in the tunnel like he's aloof about it and not caring. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a problem and it's going to spiral out of control very quickly. They need to do something about it. I, it's a, they've already he's already lost the locker room. He's lost this team. There was no effort. Every word and description and adjective that I read from reporters covering that is lifeless, dead, no energy, no juice, yep. no nothing. And I think there was a picture, too, that I came across. Dane. To me, it tells you everything you need to know about this team and Adam Gase. And they caught him. 
uh, on the sideline. This is during the fourth quarter, Dane. This, yeah. this is during the fourth quarter. Do you know that that guy's sitting on the bench there? Is That's Adam, the damn that's head, your coach. head coach. That's he your should head look coach. like this other guy. He should look at this guy like this guy in the foreground, right? Yeah. Yeah, he should exactly. look like this guy in the foreground with his headset on, crouched and like into it. That's what this. Or that's what the head coach he should, should look be like. surrounded with his players trying to coach them up and explain yep. what the hell's going on. Instead, guys, he's sitting on a bench by. It's the most. It was the most unbelievable picture I've ever seen of a head coach in the NFL where not even no quarterback, like nobody is around him, like nobody even yep. wants to sit near him. What in the world could you be doing, Adam Gase, as a head coach by yourself? At the end of a bench Drawing during up a the safety. fourth quarter. You know, I, and, and yeah. Joe, I got to tell you, I got to give it to you, honestly. You know, before this season started, a long time ago, Joe, when we started doing shows together, I asked you, like, about gays. You know, we were like, oh, coming from Miami, you know experience. And one of the things you told me was that he's like, he's like an eye, he's got a great IQ, right? Mm-hmm. He's almost like a savant, but he doesn't know how to communicate with people. Right. And so to me, that's what that picture is, Joe. That picture is even in that struggle. What does he rely on? Like the crazy intellectual solution. Oh, let me draw something else up when he doesn't realize it's the emotional part. It's the player's part. It's the team chemistry part. Mm -hmm. And that part, he doesn't care. He doesn't talk to Osimile. He doesn't think it's embarrassing to lose to the Dolphins, that sort of stuff. He just doesn't have that like switch in his brain it's all intellectual right that's the way he approaches it and that's not going to work when you're in this kind of five alarm fire and again dane the whole thing with adam gase always was good coordinator in a press box somewhere let sit him up there in a thing let him draw his plays let him let him call right perfect because he does have Drawing up plays, there were some plays that we've seen all year long, very smart, very good stuff, but the message is dead. And when the message is dead, he's not a guy that should, like Freddie Kitchens, he shouldn't be anywhere near the head coaching job. Some guys are just corn. Willie Taggart, really nice guy, but just can't can't be at a Florida State. Can't you can't some guys just can't take that next step. Right. And he's one of these guys, especially when you lose the locker room. I mean, you yeah. sat there and alienated everybody at the trade deadline. All your star players, you basically threatened to get rid of. You have threatened Lev Bell from day one that you didn't want. Like, I, it's beyond right. me, beyond me how he is, just went from alienating everybody in three years in Miami to in six months has alienated the entire staff uh, in New York. It's mind-blowing to me. Yeah, and that's what you talk about, right, with Gaze and with Kitchens also, right, who was a mm-hmm. positional coach and hasn't done this before. The yep. difference in skill set is it's not just about play calling and X's and O's and design. It's about management of the team, the organization, and the men in that room. And yep. that's what Kitchens doesn't have. That's what Gaze doesn't have. Our boy Gabe Morency says that at this point in the season, it's always about, like, for what and for who. Right. And you know what's weird, Joe? Like we see the way Cleveland, we see the way the Jets are going right now. I'm also reminded, Joe, you're a Jets fan. I'm reminded of a few years where Rex Ryan was there was rumors he was going to be fired. They weren't playing well. And then you know what happens? Those guys go out and like their hair is on fire. They bust their Mm -hmm. ass for him. No one's doing that for Adam Gaze right now. No one's going to do that for Freddie Kitchens. And if you are the Jets moving forward. 
I don't know why you win a game at this point. Uh, there is zero. Oh, no, you reason. got the inside track on the one pick. Uh, ex- there is zero. You lose you to Cincinnati later on. Exactly. You're you, the one. You pick. have to play Cincinnati, so there's no yep. reason for you. You lose to Cincinnati. You're the one pick. Put in Luke Falk. Bring it. Bring him back on right. the team. I bubble there wrap is, the kid. Th- no reason. Sit his I ass bring down in for the rest of the yep. season. I yeah. bring what's in Darnold half an hour. If I'm running, if you and me are running it, Joe, and this ain't what's yeah. going to happen, yeah. right? What's gonna but happen I bring in Darnold first. The Jets have to take on Danny Dimes, and now all week he's got to hear yes. the Danny Dimes, Sam. Nope. Do- like, why even put him in that? Like, why nope. do that to him? Makes I no meet with sense Darnold, to me. And no. I say, listen, bro, we're about to make some big changes here. We just yep. want you to chill for a second. Then yep. I fire Gaze. But I tell Darnold first, <laughs> and I'm like, listen, we're going to – we're gonna. Just take a minute, bro. You had mono. You're probably still – you have a thumb, in, a toenail. You know, like, chill. We just want you to be right. You're still our franchise, Sam. We still want you for 10 years. We're going to get this right, but we don't want you being associated with this dumpster fire anymore. We're going to cut it off now. We're going to make the move. I would bring in Darnold this morning and tell him that, and then I would drop the hammer on Gaze. It is a, um, I mean, there's no way around it. It, it, it. Being a Jets fan or or having followed this team, guys, there have been ridiculous lows in the history of this oh, franchise. But sure yesterday, has. yesterday just set a whole new level of embarrassment. And it's, it's crazy because it's all self-inflicted and it started at the top with Christopher Johnson once again. Unbelievable. Hey, Mike McCarthy, where you at? Yeah, well, it's funny you say that because he's actually... Putting a he's putting actually a coaching staff together. We'll tell you why coming up next here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So it was interesting. You, you brought up Mike McCarthy. He, in fact, is uh, putting together. He's studying film, the report is, and he is actually talking to coaches. He is preparing for a return to the NFL next year. And that is the rumor. And congratulations. Uh, you are officially, as far as I'm concerned, Freddie Kitchens on the clock. Uh, let us not forget, though, Mike McCarthy wanted the Jets job. But he was dealing with the previous regime. He was dealing with Mike McCagnan and company and also was Matt Rule, the guy that's, uh, you know, doing a great job in Baylor right now. He was a guy they wanted to hire, only they wouldn't allow him to bring any of his assistants. assistants. They, yeah, they had to make the decisions. But again, that was the old regime. That was the Mike McCagnan days. Uh, There is a new sheriff in town. Now, Joe Douglas didn't hire Adam Gase. Uh, he's got no, and let's face it, Christopher Johnson hired Adam Gase. Uh, that's it's his call, one way or the other, as far as who he's going, what he's going to do here. But Mike McCarthy, he's available, and he is either. And I can promise you, as the weeks go on here, Dane, that Cleveland job is going to Freddie Kitchens is going to hear more and more about Mike McCarthy, and it's good. Listen, stepping a year away from the game is sometimes the best thing that can happen to a coach. Gives you a different perspective, especially somebody that spent, what, 12 years in Green Bay? I I think this is good for him, man. Yeah. 
Listen, I, I think, and you know how sometimes we talk about these coaching moves that the reason you would make the move early is to get a jump on someone, right? Yes. And, you know, we're talking about McCarthy. I mean, maybe he's not the only option out there, and maybe he's not going to wind up being the prized candidate for multiple teams in a couple of weeks. But, you know, if you want to make a move, um, and he's out there. I I could see these teams cutting the cord and trying to make this move early to get like first dibs on McCarthy. When you talk about putting a staff together and stuff, it reminds me of John Gruden, who always mm. said he used to make a playbook and all that stuff every year, just didn't have yep. anybody to to teach it to. So uh, a year out of the game for McCarthy could be good, but let me tell you something: it's going to be someone else in Cleveland and in New York, and we talk about Atlanta as well, who just didn't look bad because they didn't play yesterday. Yep. No, it's uh, it's happening. Redskin, Falcon, Jets, yes. Cleveland. The list is growing. Who will he go to? He's actually a pretty good guy to have, especially with a veteran quarterback. All right, we'll break it down. Coming up, hour two next. <laughs> 